We're talking hockey. Ralty and Rupp are talking hockey. The boars making mistakes. Talking hockey. <laughs> Coovers can't win a fucking game. <laughs> Hello and welcome to That's Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Nick Morado. It's a beautiful night for talking hockey on the internet. And that magical voice, that sweet serenading sound from the yes. north is our pal of the pals. Uh, our lad of the lads, Appa Gumpino. Gumps, how you doing? Fresh off back-to-back losses for the Stars. Uh, it was a fun week we had at the top. Uh, I think this is reality, <laughs> my friend. It was a uh, it was a fun week. Uh, I'm glad, I'm glad week we got well. Wedge. Glad, glad, fucking Wedgwood. Glad we put Wedgwood in Game One in Ottawa, though. That that was a good move. I like yeah. that. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and Texas Hockey off to a hot start, and then lately a little. Uh, and of course, our resident Stanley Cup champion, Game Seven goal scoring hero, Mike Rupp. Rupper, how you doing, brother? I'm good, boys. I'm good. Um, yeah, we got lots to talk about here tonight, man. We had a big night last night. Some great games, great setups. Uh, yeah, things are looking things are looking good here. We got big Islanders Islander Ranger matchup here going on, and still zero uh, zero right now. But uh, here we go. Okay, a couple things before we get to our uh, our feature premier guest of the evening. Excited for this conversation uh, with Steve Coyas here in a little bit. Uh, Rupper, you mentioned a big night last night. I was watching you on NHL Network. I was was laying in bed. I was tweeting a little bit. Texting the boys. We're watching you. You were texting us during the uh, commercial breaks while you were working. It was very professional of you. I I was texting you during the show, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should have been because there was big stuff happening. Not only did this man score his 400th career goal last night, our new Lord and Savior of the NHL, the NHL's new king, the new Iron Man, Phil Kessel. Hell 990 yeah. consecutive Woo-hoo! games. Didn't miss a beat, Woo! never missed a shift. Rupper, before I let you talk about this, because I know you were so just juiced and itching to talk about it last night. You were bickering with the with your co-hosts <laughs> up there. They were giving it to you a little bit. I want to take you back to uh, this was from April 6th, I believe, of last year, last season on this very show. Uh, you came on and you talked about Phil keeping his Iron Man streak alive, along with Keith Yando at the time. Yes, and the the super genius himself, Double M, was our very special guest at the time. Let's run this clip. Let's see if these guys can play at this level or not. And the problem is, people want to keep this alive. Oh, he deserves better. He deserves this. He de- this is his. Aw- no, this should. And, and the fact that it ended, it ended. It should have ended a while ago. And then we got Phil Kessel, who we've chartered. Listen. This is an organization in Arizona that wasn't paying their fucking bills earlier <laughs> in the season. And they're going to charter a flight for him from Detroit back to Arizona. And I don't want to get into, hey, it's a birth of his child. I'm not trying to, hey, do you do If your, the birth of his child was so important, he shouldn't have played the game. Shouldn't have played the game. Why are we manufacturing these the one things ship. to be something? What are we doing? We're trying to finesse the hell these of a things. shift, though. Good shit. <laughs> it's a slap, dude. It's a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face. What would people do? Hold on a second. What would people do? And this goes back to the Michael Strahan, Brett Favre incident. Oh, and no. this goes back to. Hold on a second. Oh, no. Let's make this. Okay, Nick, I want to get a reaction out of you, Nick, because what would happen? Let's just say, for an example, I don't know. Say there's a player that has scored four ways in an NHL game. Okay, and all of a sudden, you know, maybe the scores, maybe the score is seven to one, 
this player has scored even strength, shorthanded, power play, a penalty shot. He scored four different ways, 7-1 game, and the other team says, hey, you know what? If we pull our goalie, that player can get an empty net goal and tie Mario's all-time record that we never thought would be beaten. Would you guys be okay with that? I certainly would not be. Why are we trying to fabricate this shit? Let it happen the way it happened when the history was made. Drives me bananas. Well, do you still feel the same way? Because you were fired up. I was fired up with the process, and here we are today, and I'm watching last night, and that was the one thing. It's like I knew. I was on set with Jameson Coyle and Steve Conroy, and I was like, take it. Congratulations, Phil. <laughs> I, you know I, mean? like, I don't know what to say. And that was that was that was my fight. That was my fight before. I will say this though, because I don't want to sound like that old man yelling at the clouds, which I clearly have already sounded like. It, it what he has done is incredible. There's players. Uh, we were seeing some numbers today where it was like most players don't play a hundred straight ever. You know what I mean? I think there's been 25 players ever to play over 300 straight. Yep. Or something crazy like that. It's inc- absolutely incredible what Phil did. So I want to tip the cap to him. Uh, it's nuts. I missed a game. I was telling Cooley this, and we can get into it. I, I missed a game by trying to close a window at pregame nap and blew my back out. Okay. <laughs> and I'm a guy who I thought played through a lot of stuff, right? So you're an Ohio shit, guy. That's so yeah, that's- Ohio, Ohio guy, right? Shit happens. It, it doesn't happen to Phil. I, it's amazing what he has done I, I just don't love as in the totality of everything today's society we'll try anything we can oh we got a little brouhaha going in the new york here uh but anyways it's a little bit you know whatever but it, that's in the past congratulations phil he was all smiles and i was happy to see that because phil doesn't open up to the media very much uh phil likes to be reserved to himself and i love his goal I love his yeah. goal in that game. That's retro, Phil. It was, it was nice. So I'm happy for him. Extremely happy. It is what it is in the past. I hope we don't keep continuing to do those types of things, but uh, it's a huge feat. Big goal. Massive moment for Phil. Leah Hextall on the call, obviously. Great she call. crushed it. Uh, here's the thing about Phil. Is he the most unlikely person of all time <laughs> to have this record? Like Him being a with Iron Man is – Something all right. Like it's yeah, it's I'm, no secret he's not the hardest worker in the room. He doesn't exactly take care of himself. But I mean the guy. Well, how can you blame him? How can you criticize him? He doesn't miss shifts. Like no. he doesn't miss games, let alone miss shifts. So what? Outside of the birth of his child, which you know, congrats to Phil. We're coming up on almost a year now, so probably one year old there. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 unthinkable that yeah, that no. guy has produced this record. And can like it's not like the Yandel situation where Yans was like hanging on by a string. Like Phil's still producing. He's off to a great start in Vegas. Like he looks like he can still go. So I, I for one could not be happier for him. Uh it's it's so hilarious that hockey, this this sport we love to talk about, is so physical and and weird and strange sometimes with these situations where the unlikeliest guy here is the one setting this record. Yeah, no, we were talking, we were going over some of the stories that we've heard in the past. And, and that's the thing with Phil is we never know what's true, what's not true, right? But there's been things out there. Phil he's doesn't like water. He's, he's an urban legend at this point. Yeah, he's an urban legend. Phil apparently doesn't like water. He drinks blue Gatorade. Um, I, I know from a fa- for a fact Phil has his little, you know, his little bag with him, and he, he digs at candy, just loves crushing candy. Blake Wheeler, <laughs> Blake Wheeler is set at the Olympics, 
that they're, you know, they're in the Olympic Village and you've got players, you know, uh, drinking their protein shakes and Phil is, is uh, he goes in Phil's room and next to his bed, he's got a stack of wrappers of candy. Like this guy beats to the, uh, he marches to the beat of his own Throwback. drum. And, and I respect that. He's, he's like, I don't want to say that, but he, is he, a, is he the John Daly of, of, of hockey? I mean, listen, dude, the, the, the guy can clearly still play. He's been a self uh, sufficient player as far as driving offense his entire career. These numbers, he's come up on a thousand points. He's never played with a number one center. People that don't know might think, oh, he's in Pittsburgh. He probably got to play with Gino and sit. No, he didn't. On the power play, he yep. did. But he, he played with Nick Benino. And you remember when he was in Toronto, he played with Tyler Bozak. You know what I mean? Like this guy hasn't played. Like he's driven and he's going to get a thousand points in a thousand games played straight. It, I mean, that that's incredible. Absolutely Hell incredible. Yeah. Uh, well, sad, <laughs> well, hey, we're proud of you. That was that was big of you. We're happy you came around a little say. bit. What no, a guy. No, what a guy. I mean, I mean it. <laughs> uh, the hot dog guzzler. On that <laughs> note, uh, let's get to our guests. I don't want to keep him waiting any longer because this man's an absolute legend. If you're if you're a Canadian, if you're living in Canada, he needs no introduction. Uh, if you're down here in the States, you may not have seen him on TSN in the past, but you may hear him on uh, the NHL Network Radio on Sirius XM. Or his, uh, or his podcast with the legendary Craig Button, uh, the Cool Button Hockey Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Steve Cooley, Coolius. Uh, Mr. Coolius, thank you so much for joining us, brother. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in the hockey basement. You caught me at a good time because with Rupper, I can't. Uh, Let's go. We can open one up, a little Molson. I just got back from the studio, Rupper. So <laughs> Hell yeah! Yes. There we go. Thanks for having me on, Rupper. We said we'd do this. We did it. Yes. Thanks for having hey, me. Hey, I'm gonna let them in, Cools. I, I really appreciate you doing this, dude. Uh, we Cools and I tried to line this up a couple times last year, and Wednesday nights, Wednesday nights were men's league nights. Oh uh, yeah. Cools is he's committed, and so we we found a night tonight that worked, and I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it now. We never know if we'll be able to do it. Um, that's what I love about you, Cool, is your hockey through and through. Uh, how often do you play, man? You playing? Is it? Is it? Uh, how long does the season go for this men's league? That when I when I was in television, I worked too hard, and I always worked till two o'clock in the morning. I got home at four. Couple of these, bed at six. Up, I couldn't have a life. So oh, the one yeah. thing about so I was on the desk with Mike Johnson, and he shows me his phone and says Rogers has the the national deal, and I went. Holy shit. What does that mean for me? So at that point, they lost the deal and TSN didn't know what they were doing. So you make your calls and figure things out. And it all kind of fell into a spot where, you know, now I'm done at six. I can play beer league. I saw my I had two girls that played and still play. I couldn't watch them. So it ended up happening for a reason. And, and it was great. So then I got to play hockey again. I have played since I've started. I'm in my eighth year at SiriusXM, uh, eighth year Connor McDavid. I play every Wednesday, spring, summer, winter, fall, and I'm fucking Pat LaFontaine. That's who I am. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, Cools. I Well, you, you mentioned Pat LaFontaine. He's one of the all-timers. Is Phil Kessel an all-timer? Like, let's get into that real quick because you saw. Oh, I, listen, go. I look like – I kind of look like an asshole. <laughs> I kind of look like an asshole, but that's hey, that's that's how I feel. I feel like nowadays, and geez, I'm not going to go off on this tangent. In our society, we want the feel good stories that we're willing to manufacture them. Whatever Phil did, what he did is incredible. 
Um, is Phil Kessel, is he a Hall of Famer? Like, this is going to help him in that department. He's not. He's not. He would have to get to 500 goals, which I don't think he'll do. Scored eight last year, right? He scored eight on a team that he's the Good best score. player, one of the best. And, and he couldn't find the time. Like, when Wayne scored nine, he said that was it, right? He said, okay, that's it. That's it. So, look, he's in a great situation. He's already off the Eichel line. He's already off the Eichel line. He's got one goal, two assists on a, on a good team. He'll be a third-line right winger, and let's see how the season goes. He'll probably get yeah. to 1,000 points. My Hall of Fame, at one point, I was like baseball. I used to be a baseball guy. I'm going to name drop. I work with Bob Costas, okay? Ooh. I've been in a movie with Olivia Newton-John, for fuck's sakes. I, <laughs> I had Steve Eisenman as my last guy to get in the Hall. If you don't have his resume... You're not getting in. That's what I want. Okay, yeah. maybe that's too hard. But for me, first team all-star, second team all-star, major award. The Cups is last. The Cups is and you won Cups. Yes. Not you to start with the Cups. That's what yeah. I think. And I love Phil, too, because I love hot dogs, too. Do you, do you got any do you got any stories from when he was in? Because we were, we were kind of reminiscing about it today. One of my favorite all-timers, and I know people are very familiar with it, is when 24-7 uh, was following around, uh, that, that was the year, I think, for the outdoor game in Detroit, right? And uh, and they were following around, and Randy Carlisle was the coach. Oh, yeah. And Randy was mic'd up. You guys know this story, right? And uh, so he makes Randy makes a little comment. He's trying to be funny in the locker room. And you can't even see Phil, but you hear him off in the distance. And Randy tried to crack a joke, and all of a sudden you just hear, you hear Phil in the background. Good one, Randy. Good one. And I'm just dying laughing. I'm like, just he just had that. He, you know, the guys in the room would just say, he's a beauty, man. He just does what he wants to do. He's going to do it his way. And guys really genuinely like, genuinely like them. Uh, do you have any stories that, or a lot of it, like Nick mentioned, a lot of it's like, he's this like mythical creature because we don't know, we can't really confirm if this guy downs 15 hot dogs before a game we can't confirm if he does not drink water but it's a great story and if it's and if it's what we're what we're going for with this guy have you heard anything back in the day when he was playing for the Leafs well he was younger then and uh he was the best player they tried to resurrect the team under Kessel up front and Dion Phaneuf James Reimer who Kessel beat and they're both part of the infamous 2013 collapse which is coming up yeah. on the 10-year anniversary but it wasn't Phil's fault wasn't uh, Reimer's fault or uh, Fano's fault. Phil was the the Broadway star. He was Eliza Eliza Manelli with the skill, but he didn't want the spotlight. And and for us, and I was more in and around the room at that time. He just didn't want it. Even last night when he's getting interviewed, I guess you have to interview me because I got 400 goals and I just broke the record. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't want about that stuff. Yeah. And when we heard how much he was liked and how funny he was, it's almost like Jerry when Jerry was depressed. Jerry. What do you mean? He's not funny. And But they said he is. No, he's depressed, Jerry. So that's where we were confused. And he really he really only kind of got excited in the wing spread when he left and had success in Pittsburgh. So we kind of missed Phil because we never – we didn't believe this was the real Phil. It was – it was it, it didn't make sense here because we never saw it. No, we didn't. We didn't, man. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to transition because you've said this a lot when I've been with you on on Cool and the Gang on, on XM and the Atlantic Division. It's all. It's been the the four, the four real deal teams, and then the four uh, not so much, right? And that's been. I think this year 
we are expecting that to to maybe maybe we're trying to force it into existence that this happens. Ottawa, they look good. It's going to hurt them with Josh Norris now. We don't oh, know yeah. if he'll be back all season long, but uh, you got to give credit. Uh, Pierre Dorian's done a good job of keeping players there, and, and he's got players. Whether it's it's Gambrell, he could play center. You've got uh, um, Pinto's been really good this year so far. Derek Rassard, he could slide in there. So, um, but I mean, do you really think right now? Because I thought the one vulnerable team was going to be Boston. They right now might be the best team in the league, <laughs> or they are record-wise, right? Like, is I I I want this story to change. I don't want the same four teams in that division. Are we going to get it this year? Well, at the start of the year, I would have said Ottawa in Boston out with Marchand coming back and McAvoy looking good in the booth last night and Allmark playing this good. It doesn't look good about Boston missing. It, it doesn't. And people say, well, it's a small sample size. Yeah, but the things that were supposed to hurt them haven't. Injuries, Krejci, right. yeah. Allmark, and, 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 you're out. Family feud, over, wrong answer. Next question. Like That's <laughs> what it feels like right now. That's what it feels like. So to me, it's the three cute kids, Buffalo, Ottawa, and Detroit. Going into last night, their combined record was 11-3-2. That's not good for the big boys. Florida. Loses to Chicago. I don't think they're as good, but they're not falling out of the top three. Right yeah. now, Toronto's kind of getting saved by Ilya Samsonov. So maybe this is the year Tampa's not playing as good as they can be. Maybe the cute kids can get in and Boston. Maybe the only thing we know, Rupper and the boys, Montreal is eighth. Everything else is up for grabs. Maybe. No, it's, it's yeah. true, man. And I, I, I want to see something different, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards that too. Nick, go ahead. Uh, cool. So I was gonna, I was gonna ask you a Homer question. I'm a Penguins fan. We saw them jump out of this hot start. They're scoring six goals in every game. They're, they they flub one in Montreal. They lose, and then uh, the past two nights happened, and they kind of get exposed where they're giving up 20 shots a period in both games. Uh, I'm of the mindset maybe they're not quite as good as how they started out, but they're definitely not quite as bad as what we saw last night. I'm hoping they're somewhere in the middle where they're in that top three to four mix in the Metro. And I'd love to get your opinion on it. I used to listen to your show every day on my drive home. Unfortunately, I don't have the same commute anymore. I'm, I'm walking right down the street. Now my office is so close, so I don't get a chance to listen to you as much. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, at worst, they're third. I still love them on paper. They were sort of lambs to the slaughter after the, the, the game against the Oilers where in the first period, yeah. the Penguins looked like they were winning the cup. And in the second period, the Oilers look like they just won the cup. Yeah. And then they throw Casey to Smith and the Flames. How about Nazem Kadri's two goals? One yeah. goal, he's a shark in cool. front of the net. And then, boom. And then the next goal, a rubber, beautiful look yeah. off. Nope. Best place to shoot. At worst, the Penguins are third in the Metro. At worst, there's a lot to like on paper if they can stay healthy. Um, I like the improving of the defense. Uh, I, I, I love the three-line attack down the middle if they can stay healthy. So the worst for the Penguins, I think, is third, and then we can play that game. Is it the Rangers, too? Is it Carolina? If you finish first, you can avoid some teams. It, all of that is in play as early as it is. I'm just glad Sid is healthy. And honestly, I got a picture of Sid scoring there and me and Sid and my, what do they call it, avatar? I don't know. It was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like Twitter How could you not love the guy? 35. He's going to play till he's 40 plus. I just want 82 games, Nick, and then 100 points. Give me that one more time. 
And I promise you 100 points. Amen, amen. I'm right there with you. Uh, flipping it up real quick, heading out west, Vegas was a team that I think a lot of people were down on coming into the season. Uh, the Robin Leonard, the goalie situation, the coaching change, are they as good as they were? They unload some guys in the offseason. I think they got better. I think it was like a little bit of addition by subtraction in some cases. And, you know, maybe, maybe kind of uh, – uh, having some doubters and, and, and a different type of expectation has maybe helped some of those guys out. Uh, is that is that their division? To it, it feels like it might be them and, and Calgary, as we affectionately call them on this show. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I just I love what Vegas is doing this year. I, I love what they're doing. Um, I think I think Edmonton and Calgary in any order are better. I'd like to think they're deeper, right? Yeah, Phil's already been demoted. The goaltending, Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill. I mean, Logan Thompson's got to be the early Calder favorite at 25 because none of the other guys have really, really, you know, you're not going to get the Calder if you get 57 points. Are you? Like Logan Thompson, are they better with Thompson and Hill than they would have been with Leonard and Brossois? Like that blows my mind, boys. Like that blows <laughs> my mind if that is actually the case. If they get the third, I think that's really good. It depends where they are with the LA Kings. Kings so I wanna yeah. Enjoy, yeah, I want to enjoy the start, Nick. Um, and Eichel's got to be 82 plus and all like the goaltending. If it's solid, the defense is really good. They got, they're missing patch already. Like they're missing a yeah. big piece up front. That's what eventually could hurt them. But I realistically think four, maybe three, depending on how the Kings do Nick. All right. I got one more for you and I'm going to toss it over to Gumpy. Uh, <laughs> Fucking rapid fire. <laughs> Darnell, Darnell nurse just fucking sniped. Hey, I him. saw that. Was he okay? I was just, I was just watching it. Was that, I, I, I was that power play or is that even strength? even strength? Okay. Cause we know St. Louis hasn't given up a power play goal yet this year. So they keep that intact, but it's one, nothing now Edmonton. Go ahead. Uh, torts in Philly. This was like a match made in heaven to people looking at the personality, looking at what the identity of what the Philadelphia Flyers have been for years. It was Rupper's worst nightmare because, you know, he played for torts. He loves them and he's played for everyone damn near, but Philly and he hates them. Uh, hot start, obviously. Uh, but is this, this is just kind of what Torts does. He gets more with less. Can they keep it up? Or is this just kind of the hot start to the season? Eventually they kind of fall back to earth. You think? I think they'll be falling back to earth by their 16th game. I mean, Van Riemsdyk is out. I know the message sending with Hayes and Konechny, that's torts. I guess that's going to be okay. They weren't deep enough before. A lot of injury issues. And when we talk about, like, I'm more impressed with the Devils and those other three cute teams that could be a wild card in the Atlantic. Um, And shouldn't the Devils and or Columbus be better than Philly? Like, didn't they make the changes to be better? Really. Yeah. He resurrected Carter Hart as, at press time. He thinks he's Bernie Perrant. He might come out in Bernie Perrant's mask next game, Carter Hart. So good for hey, I, I love, Who doesn't love Bernie Perrant? Well, <laughs> so I think that's great. But I'm going to guess by the 16th game, they're NHL 500, and they barely stay above it from that point on. They'll be better, but a lot of teams are better this year. A lot of the bad teams got better. I want to see how much better the Flyers got, but they're in a tough spot. There's no Arizona. There's no San Jose. There's no Montreal in that division. No <laughs> Surrey Bob. So it'll be it'll be better, but not better enough. Just just a friendly reminder, and then Gumps, uh, I'll kick it to you. Uh, winning games in the first 20 is different than winning games from 20 to 40, and then winning games from 40 to 60 
and then 60 to 80 and then the playoff like they're all they all look different and let's uh, and we i love the stories i love the stories as much as i hate philly and it's a scumbag place of the earth armpit of the earth i i i'm just saying i'm excited for what they're building there the, the thing is though winning hockey games right now is different than winning them in january winning them in march you know what I'm saying? So uh, I love uh, to hear you say that, uh, Rupper. Unfortunately, FanDuel does not agree with you, and uh, my picks have been absolute crap here to start the year. So uh, <laughs> this, is, this is why I'm picking Cool's brain here because I'm like, all right, is this team going to cool off? Is this team going to get hot? Because I, I'm in a hole right now, and I'm trying to dig myself out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I agree with Cool's 100%. There will be a time. Philly will not win a lot of hockey games this year. But I think it's going to look different. It, last year, they had nothing. They had no push. Yeah. They had no pushback. They had nothing. It's going to look different. And I think that's all Philly fans want, right? They want pushback. And, and that's a city that, that they want their teams to play a particular way in their professional sport. And uh, Torres is doing his job. His job is to change the identity of that team. He's done a great job of starting it. And now we can start weeding out who's going to be here, who's not going to be here. It will be a winning season as long as this team plays with some gumption all season long. Hell yeah. Gumps, what you got, bud? Cools, I am in Victoria, BC right now, and it is fucking burning down across the water, my friend. <laughs> what is happening in Vancouver, brother? Well, you know, Henrik Lundqvist is on TNT. So if Henrik Lundqvist is going to be on TNT and he's got Armani suit after Armani suit, but he goes on the set wearing flip-flops. There's something wrong with his outfit. He would never do that. He would realize, I have to go to the store and buy a $2,000 pair of Italian shoes. So the Vancouver Canucks last year, after their unbelievable run of 32, 15, and 10 with Bruce Boudreau in 57 games and almost getting to the playoffs, they thought, this is a great run. We got Thatcher Demko. We have a lot of really good forwards. JT Miller, we're going to sign him. And we need help on defense. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to add two forwards. <laughs> what? <laughs> they didn't go after Brent Burns. They didn't go after Ilya Labushkin. They didn't go after Ben Sherratt. Like, Burns would be an A, Sherratt would be a B, and Labushkin would be a C, among other defensemen who are available. They went after Ilya Mikheyev, who they don't need, and most people yeah. probably don't even know who he is listening to the show. <laughs> and, then, and then they thought to themselves, what else can we do? Well, we got a guy from the KHL. And his name is not Panarin, it's Kuzmenko. Kuzmenkov? No, Kuzmenko. And we're going to sign him too. Well, what about Hughes? And what about Oliver Eichmann and Lars? Ah, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. And zero. They haven't figured it out. So that's why the fires that are burning are going to burn your piano. Gumps, <laughs> if they don't start winning some games. And who are they going to hang and put in the stocks? Bruce Boudreau. Here's uh... where he's going to be. Blame Bruce. It's not Bruce's fault. No, it's not. No, that's no. my speech on the Canucks rapper. No, you're bang on there. You're bang on there, and it's like uh, I feel bad for Brucey in this situation. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take it another step because we've heard Lindy Ruff's name out there this year. Maybe that's turned around because the Devils are playing better. Two games in, getting booed at the Prudential Center in New Jersey, saying they want Lindy fired. Bruce Boudreau, who what was it? Cools the record last year when Bruce took over. He 57 games, 32, 15, and 10. That's okay, so 30. Points. What a fucking 30, run. So 32, 15, and 10. What are they? They they haven't won in six or seven this year. 
So, all right, let's give him their 32, 21, and, and, and 10. That's still a great record. His time there, they've been good. The fact that his name's coming up right now blows my mind because that is one of those situations. Recognize what your problem is. Don't just say that this, you know, that's going to solve anything. Like they, they have to figure a lot of things out. Their penalty kill is 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 operating cool. As you and I talked about yesterday, their pot, their penalty kill, fifty five fucking percent, fifty five percent. So Yeesh. if if you're playing against the Vancouver Canucks right now and you get four power plays in the game, you're getting two goals. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're not they're not stop they're not stopping anything. Thatcher Demko looks like a shell of himself. But this is this is the thing that came up, and I want to know what you think because I don't know which way to take this because I can see it both ways. Barry Trotz hit the news today. He was oh. on the Barry. He was on the Cam and Strick podcast. They knew what and, he was doing, and <laughs> they asked him about coming back to coach. And I'm totally paraphrasing here, but he's more or less. All right, I'm getting there. And but also, I find it very intriguing to coach an original six team. That would be something that I would be into. And EJ Raddick and I were sitting there earlier. We're like, oh, you're interested in just kind of floating that, pull that pin out of that grenade and chucking it. Coach original six. Let's go over the original six. Okay. Original six, New York Rangers, Gerard Gallant. He ain't going anywhere. That job ain't available. Let's go to Chicago. Luke Richardson just got that job. That team's actually been a really good surprise. And I don't think Barry wants a five-year rebuild. That's not going to be a job that he probably wants. I don't think he was talking about that job. Let's go uh, – where do I go? Montreal, Marty St. Louis. He's there to grow those young players. And Cole Caulfield's on fire since he's gotten there. They ain't making a change up there. Boston, we just said, they might be the hottest team in the league. Jim Montgomery's the man. They ain't going there. Uh, Detroit. You got Lalonde, the relationship he had with, with Stevie Y, winning those cups down in, in Tampa. This guy's going to be there for a while. This team is going to have a bright future. That leaves one team left, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> he basically just put Fucking Sheldon right. Keefe. He basically just put <laughs> Sheldon Keefe right in the scope and just lobbed it out there, went back to his den, poured a glass of whiskey, was sitting there watching games tonight. And Sheldon Keefe has got to be sweating. Cools, is that a is that a bullshit move, or are we taking this out of context? I don't think it's a bullshit move if you want the job. It's like watching Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, and the Giselle is running from the lion, and Barry's the lion. He, he doesn't know if he wants to catch it yet, so he's waiting. And he might just spin off, you know, go back to the den, say there's like some, some meat out there. The funny thing, the whole thing is, if you look at Sheldon Keefe's record, I think the anniversary of the Babcock firing is coming up. Since Keefe has taken over, he has one of the best records of all time of any coach, not just in Leaf history. Like, his record is great. However, that's regular season, not playoffs. However, he couldn't even a, a soft criticism last week and had to pull back. You think Tortorella or Pat Quinn or Pat Burns or Tobe Blake, uh, old era, this era would have said, oh, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. Maybe you don't look fat in that dress. Maybe it was just the light. Maybe it uh, was just the white. I don't care. You don't do that. You say, I said what I said. It is over. So above keep is everyone else. So I don't know what Trotz wants to do. Does he want to be Bill Parcells? Does he want to cook the meal and pick the ingredients? Does he want to be Bill Belichick? I know Barry Trotz, the coach, Rupper. I don't know Barry Trotz, the manager. So unless he's got some Pat Quinn in him, I love what you said. 
pull the pin and toss it. And we're going to commercial on Dukes of Hazard, and the pin is in the air. <laughs> and we don't know if it's landing on Boss Hog or Daisy Duke. So hey. I don't know. All I know is this. When we talk in less than a year on this beautiful program, I love the squares and everything else. I'll tell you this much. Barry Trotz will be in the league. Whether he'll be with the Leafs, I don't know. But if he wants to, Rupper, he will be in the league hey. and not my beer league. Get that fucking siren going right now after that rant. I absolutely love your energy. Love you, buddy. Uh, you guys got anything else for Cools here? Yeah, I got, I got one more uh, question for you, Cools. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I'm sure you've heard at the very least of what's going on with the Arizona Coyotes. We got a sneak peek at uh, some of the facilities coming up here on Twitter today. I don't know if you got a chance to see the video that was floating around, but it started to blow up a little bit. Uh, they showed uh, the visiting team dressing rooms. Now, these are all temporary, of course, until the annex is built onto the Arizona State University uh, arena there. Uh, Mullet Arena, hell of a name. Uh, if you got a chance to look at these yet, and it, it's, uh, it's quite a sight for a top major uh, four Top four sport in the United States. Uh, obviously, the the sport of Canada. Uh, it's it's something, man. I I don't know what we're doing down there. Well, Rubber and I have talked about this as well. If it was a one year Cow Palace, a one year Calgary Corral, a one year uh, where was it Greensboro, North Carolina? Yeah. I I don't know. I like Raleigh. Been there many times. That's another thing. You know what? Let's just we're not going to drink beer. For 30 days, and we're going to lose 300 pounds. Trust me, honey. And, and then you suck it up. It's great. But this is three and then plus those dressing rooms, that team. Don't go on campus. Uh, I don't know. Do they have to take like a science class? At, I, I don't know. I just heard the players. I don't know. the, the players, Thank you. I don't know if the players, you know, what they think about all this stuff too. Um, I don't like it. And people try to say, oh, don't be so critical or whatever. If I don't like it, I says what I feels and feels what I say. The Oshawa Generals are down the street. They got more people in a bigger rink. The London Knights are going to make more money than Arizona this year, although the London makes make a lot of money anyway, yeah. to, right? But to me, this is it, – it is better when they're not at home. This will get worse when they're at home. And I'm not going to be shushed on this too. I'm disappointed and if Arizona can't make it, then we got Houston, Quebec City, Prague, Moscow, somewhere else. But how many more chances do you give? Like, th this better be what people are telling me. Relax, it'll be fine. All right, for now, I'll drink my beer, I'll relax. But after the next two months and the road trip, if it's Bush, I'll tell you if it's Bush. <laughs> I respect the hell out of that. Was going to be my follow up. What's your thoughts? Do we move this franchise if they can't figure it out? It's been too long now, right? It feels like we're spinning wheels in mud here. It's just like one thing after another, and now we've got guys potentially dressing behind curtains in a in a warehouse. It looks like. So I'm glad you said that, and I'm glad you're uh, a vocal voice in the space uh, putting that out there because the league needs to hear it because that's it's unacceptable. Right, Marchand, not good for league revenues. And if you've got another viable option that's better, um, then you go for it. So we'll give it a chance. Like, we'll we'll see it. We'll wait. There you go. Uh, God bless – or sorry, 
God better jump in if they don't sell out every game. <laughs> like, if, if, if they're not at 100% capacity, move them to London because the Knights sell out every game at least. <laughs> yes. Awesome, buddy. Hey, Cools, appreciate you hopping on, buddy. We got to have you back again. Keep us posted on uh, the Wednesday night league. Hey, this is a Wednesday night off. I don't know. Maybe you drink those beers on your Wednesday night league. But to this week, you got a night off. Enjoy the beers. Thanks for coming on, buddy. We love you. No problem. Love you. Thanks for having me. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. And enjoy the hockey. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Yes. Love him. What what a, I hey, did that, I, I, what a so I'm going to tell you how I met Cool. So it was Stanley Cup <laughs> Finals. Stanley Cup Finals in 2019, Boston, St. Louis. I've listened to Cool's forever. That voice, you can hear him. Yeah. You, you know, you recognize the voice. Never met him in person. I'm getting in the elevator at the finals. Now I meet him. And I uh, was talking to him there, and then we started connecting, and we started doing this this radio show together on, on XM. Always like that. Every Always day. a ball of energy, fired up. He can, he can remember everything about everything. Like, he is on point, and he loves the game, man. That's why I love him. Like, our game needs more Steve Coolius. It's not just guys who just are like, oh, yeah, you know, and, and all the perks with, with covering the game. This guy lives – he eats, sleeps, and drinks this, literally. And, uh, you know, I, I love Cooley, man. He brought it. He brought the heat, boys. Absolutely. And I, I was telling Gumpy uh, right before we went live, because uh, I it's real. I used to listen to Cools every day on my drive yeah. home. And, unfortunately, I don't have that commute, so I don't get the chance to listen to him as much live anymore. Uh, I got to try. I got to I gotta, I gotta do what everybody else is doing until I can listen to the podcast, because I miss that. I miss that. Jolt yeah. of uh, jolt of energy in my life, and uh, Ob. I know uh, Shane O'Brien's on there with him a lot, and uh, those two have a great dynamic, and it's a great show because they touch on everything, man. It's not just like it's not just Leafs talk. It's not just yeah, no, talking Rangers. Everything. It's yeah. they, they hit everything, and I really appreciate that and what they do. And like you said, bringing that juice every day. It's not easy to do. I watch Pat do it every day, and uh, it it. It takes a lot and it takes a toll. So we appreciate the people who do that for us in the media world uh, while we trudge along. Um, can we get a score update? What's going on tonight? Uh, have we have we gotten anything else besides that nurse goal? No, we got zeros. We got zeros on uh, on the island. Um, looks like Rangers are. Rangers are controlling a lot of play here, but uh, we still got zeros in this one. We had that little dust Halak up a little while strong. ago. Yeah. A lock in between the pipes, holding yeah. strong for the Rangers. Uh, needs to be. Speaking of the uh, speaking of the Islanders, Rupp, you sent this over right before we went live and asked, is this real? And I did not have enough time to confirm or deny, so I'm going to ask you live on the air here. Is a promotion that the Isles are uh, giving away uh, – Tattoos up on section one ten. Yeah, you pull, uh, do you have it to pull up? I gotta I gotta find it here. Let, I let mean me the tweet. It, but, the tweet. Yeah. I, I was literally driving home from NHL Network, and um, I got this message that that this is this is a real thing. You know, uh, like my my girlfriend sends me a message, and I'm looking. I'm like, this isn't real. I look, and it's from the New York Islanders Twitter handle. And apparently, outside Section 110, 
at the uh, arena, we're going to be given uh, we have some tattoo. We're going to set up a tattoo parlor. I, I don't know what what this is. I've never seen this before. All I got to say is my man Lou Lamarillo's changed, dude. I couldn't have yeah, fucking facial what? hair. I couldn't have facial hair playing for him. We couldn't do ads. We're giving out tattoos in Section 110 now? Like, come on, man. This I have never seen anything like this in my life. Uh, you got it? Here we go. Should be popping up. Also, Kyle, looks like Kyle Palmieri just scored, at least according to their Twitter feed here, while I was scrolling through it. But uh, they're teaming up with uh, illegal Mezcal to offer real tattoos on the concourse, Section 110. <laughs> what is this? This is minor league operation here. This isn't fucking... This is Kenny Powers down there at the, uh, <laughs> with the with the mermen in fucking Myrtle Beach. What is this? Where is this, I, I can't believe you're right. Like Lou Lamarillo, the most buttoned up GM of all time, is allowing this to happen in his I building. Don't, I'm I don't. Worried, if I'm guessing, is this Lou's nephew? Say, is this Lou's nephew or grandson that just say, "Hey, Grandpa, let me let me give away some tattoos on the concord." <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that. That Lou is not focused on this part of it, but that that surprises me because he knew everything that happened within the organization in New Jersey. But like, I, I've never seen this before. I, I'm I'm shocked. If I knew this was a thing, if we saw this beforehand, boys, I may have I may have skipped the pod and I would have gone up to UBS Arena just to scope this out and get some footage for you guys because this blows my mind. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And, scope this out, get some foot. No, no, no! You're going under the gun. You're going out of the gun. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Get in that's there, true. I, You know what? I'll get I'll get Phil Kessel in an Iron Man suit. Right yep. on, right yeah. on my forearm with a big nine ninety and a hot dog. Get yeah. it, get it right next to your heart, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I never see anything like that. I I got a got a laugh out of that. That's, that's amazing. I wonder if it's like, can you pick your own tattoo, or do you have to get like? An Islanders tattoo. Oh, I hope you have, have to get, you have to get an Islanders. You have to get the Islanders stick. fucking logo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those you fans will. Anyone, the, oh, the, yeah. the Islanders fans will. Like they will do that. Like the people that were sitting up there in the nosebleeds and the collie, like they will they'll be all about that. Fuck yeah. What do you what do you yeah, guys think? Good. What do you guys think of professional athletes getting their team's logo tattooed? Who does that? Is that a thing? Yeah, I've seen many. I've seen many, uh, many, many a teammates. Here's the thing. That's where I think the line has to be drawn. If you win the cup with that team and you want to get that done, I, and I've seen that a million times. I've seen guys. Yeah, uh, that's play, different. Yeah, yeah, they've gotten it like down on their cab. They've gotten you know their logo with the Stanley Cup. I get it. Uh, whatever. I've played with and seen guys that get tattoos because of the team they've been drafted by or the team at I you guys you guys remember you guys remember uh uh Rico Fata. Yeah stud okay so Rico Fata Rico Fata was drafted one of the fastest guys in the league one of the fastest ever (laughs) and uh he was drafted he was drafted in the first round uh by the Calgary Flames. Yeah guy had wheels we were skating we had like a development camp before uh you know we had like uh Everybody went up to Brainerd, Minnesota, and they have a, a great hockey. Like everyone gets together, and, and you're at this. You stay in like these uh, dorms, and you train 24 hours a day. Like it's just you get ready for your season. And drafted players usually go up there, whatever. So we're up there, and I played in in uh, the OHL with this goaltender. Uh, no one's gonna remember his name probably, because I don't think he really. Uh, he was an Edmonton draft pick. Patrick Davigi was his name. 
real, oh, real Italian, real Italian. Yes, uh, and he, he, Patrick DeVigi had a mouth, dude, this guy never shut up. So Rico, Rico like worked hard, man. And, and if I told you like all the players that were at this, this camp getting ready for their season, like there was, it was a list. It was like all first round picks that year, the prior year, all up in Brainerd, Minnesota. So we're in the gym and Patrick DeVigi wasn't the hardest worker. He was sitting there and just kind of sitting on the bench, looking around and Rico's over there doing power cleans. Rico Fat is sitting there, and I remember he had Calgary Flames hat on, Calgary Flames shirt. He had a Calgary Flames hanging from his chain, yeah, Calgary Flames tattoo. And he's sitting there, and he's an intense dude working out. And Dovigi just sits there, and he, like, taps us. He's like, watch this, watch this. And he goes, hey, Rico, what team drafted you again? He's like, <laughs> just, like, chuckling, right? And 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 you see you see Rico working out. And he's like looking in the mirror, and he's looking back, and he's kind of making a look. And he wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop. Kept giving it to him. Next thing you know, out of nowhere, weights drop. You see him sprint across, tackles this Patrick DeBiji in the room, and starts like this fight. And we're all breaking it up. Like boys, I'm sorry if you get to if you get a tattoo of your team's logo, like you're asking yourself. I played with another guy in New Jersey. He got the New Jersey Devils tattoo. On his bicep. Hell he yeah. never played for the Devils. Never played. He was drafted. He was That's drafted by the Devils. Sweet, so what happens if you go to the a Devil? Dude, it's bad. That's a tough. That's a tough go getting logos on your on your body. I fucking respect it. Dude. It's an ultimate Mark move. It's a it's a fanboy thing. Like it's, I don't know if you want to like blend it into a sleeve and be like, okay, this is, this was a part of my life. These are the places I've been like, like Rupper, if you had like the Rangers logo and the pens logo and the devil's logo, like worked into a sleeve or something. Okay. Like I get it. Yeah. I I can see that. I guess if it's not like, but if it's not the centerpiece, it's like kind of like, but if you just got the big honking logo right on the bicep, That's, That's tough. fucking wicked. That's I don't know, man. <laughs> I got, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do some research because uh, I don't know. I don't know where it ends because I've seen a lot in hockey, but I don't, just come to think of it, I haven't seen any other sports or players. That Soccer, have soccer's done that. huge. They'll get their, they'll get their tatties of their team too. Lots of guys have them on their calf, but all, lots of those guys have like full sleeves. So, like Nick yeah. said, it's just blended in. But soccer okay. guys, tons of them have it for sure. But they're it's different though, Rupper. Those guys they'll they'll start in the academy there at like eight years old, and they're brought like guys have spent it's guys have spent their whole lives at Liverpool. You know what I mean? Like it is a little bit different. It's I mean, all you Jesus. Know. Do you imagine if I started that? I'd have six fucking tattoos. I'd have sweet. sixteen you should, tattoos. You should, yeah, what's wrong you with should that? go to fucking New York and get it done. Yeah. <laughs> you take up the whole game. The whole game would just be you getting logos. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, hey, Rupper. Rupper, what did you think about uh, what JT Miller said after the tarp got thrown on the ice? Um, I liked it. It was fine, right? I don't know. what he, He's just like, you, hey. You, you know what it wanna... is, though, Rupper? He hasn't seen this side of Vancouver. See, this is the thing. And I, I got caught up in this. Was it last year or the year before I spouted off something online about oh, yeah. Vancouver? And I'm, all I did, I made, oh, reference, yeah. I made reference <laughs> to 2000 
11 when they almost burned the goddamn <laughs> city down. Okay? That's it. And I know that that's an old joke. It's been used a million times, whatever. But it's it still happened. crazy it fucking happened. So, like, once in a while, you bring this chaos, up. It was chaos, dude. It was so, fucking insane. And the more people I talk to that are from – Gums, that's your land out there. They're yeah, like, yeah. you don't understand. Like, this this is a different fan base. Like, oh, they yeah. – Like they, Seahawks fans, dude. Yeah, like, it's different. And it's great. It, it, there's a lot of positives when it's positive around the team. But when it's negative, it's horrendous. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so I don't know what's going on there. Stay safe, that's Gums, what man. I'm, I'm concerned about yeah. you up there, bud. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be all right. That's what I'm saying, though, Rupper. Like, JT Miller, he came in when he got traded there. He was on fire. They were making that playoff push. There was never any struggles, really. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It, so his comments were, "Hey, if you want to, if you want to spend your money and throw it on the ice, then I basically, mean, he's like, that's that's your problem. You don't do that. Throwing a fucking tarp on the home opener is the most Vancouver fan thing of all time. Well, the hey. goddamn home opener." You can't throw a tarp on the ice, dude. I, uh, you can't fucking do that. That's that's bad for sure, and that is like pretty spoiled because you know the Canucks not not a lot of championship success, but like pretty uh, storied franchise. Like they've they've been some good. good teams. Like they're yeah. not. They're not. They're not the Cleveland Browns, right? You know what I mean? They win games. A lot of meanwhile, lot of cops. Meanwhile. Did you guys see the video of the kid in Edmonton throwing a Penguins jersey on the ice? How dumb! What, like, why? What was and, that about? And and Dreisaitl picked it up with his stick, skated over, and threw it right back off the ice, which I love because it's like, hey, kid, fuck you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he was just doing it just to go viral. It's, yes, and, he's doing like, it so people like us are talking about it. But Don't you like, think? Like, what was the, What was the point? The Penguins. I didn't understand Penguins, it. I watched the it Penguins five going times. in. I was like, "What the fuck is the Penguins that? going in that game? Were had the best offense in the National Hockey League. So it's not like the Penguins are zero and eight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what? Like, what are you doing? I think that's just he wants to get the wants to get the views, right? Wants yeah. to get the clicks. Maybe he had a bet. Maybe he had a bet with one of his buddies. Hey, Pens lose, you gotta throw your shit on the ice. I don't know. Yeah. It was just it was fucking stupid. Let's not throw anything on the ice <laughs> except no. for a hat after a hat trick. Like, yeah, why yeah. are we throwing shit on the ice? Happy toss, happy toss, please. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but yeah, up in up in uh, Van, I wonder where things are gonna go here, dude. It's uh, it's not great, and now you got Quinn Hughes out, and Cooley mentioned it like that they, they were thin on D to begin with. Now they lose their best D man, and it's that this is the tough part though. Is it doesn't get any easier for them because they got the Penguins they on. They got the Pens on Friday. Okay. Penguins, yeah, they haven't played. Yeah, the Penguins. They need to anybody the they need Penguins, to get right game. The Penguins are going to bounce back on that game. So not it's like it was already a tough enough game for Vancouver to try to get their first win against the Pens. Now we got to get the Pens after they were humiliated the last two games. Uh, I don't think it's going to get any easier. You're, you're bad. I don't think. I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's Demko either, though. Rupper, like he's fucking hung out to dry. 
Yeah, they just don't. Like, they don't. They if he don't if he doesn't good, stand man. on his head, they don't have a chance. Like the Hurricanes went in there. Like the shots were like forty to sixteen. Well, like, I, I think Cool said it pretty good. Like, what was their deficiency last year? Defense. What did they do in yeah. the offseason? Didn't address the defense. Well, let's see he, that. But that's what they thought they were getting in Ekman Larson. Like they thought yeah. they're. Yeah, but he's not that guy defenseman. anymore. They, yeah, they learned that the hard way. But like <laughs> when they went and got that contract, <laughs> and put that on, they thought they had a legitimate top four top pair defenseman. He's not, and that, that that's hurt. why I was so surprised that the fucking Penguins were able to get Jeff Petrie because he was so many teams needed a player like that. Yeah, around. here's yeah. I love Jeff Petrie's game, and the more and yeah. more I watch it, the more and more I love it. Here's what I've noticed recently about his game: his skating. He doesn't have the wheels anymore. So yeah, he's he's a bruiser. He's got a great shot. He can clear the crease. He can move the puck. He can fucking sling it around in the offensive end. It's just it's it's a little bit tougher for him to keep up with the pace. So I think that's why he was so available. And now I mean, you make that trade, you move Mike Matheson, who had his career kind of rebounded thanks to Todd Reardon. Todd Reardon is like the defenseman whisperer in the NHL. That guy can just – he gets guys to play sound hockey and kind of get to their game comfortable. Matheson was like – had all the wheels in the world. He would just lose his composure sometimes and get a little lost. He kind of turned it on there towards the end of the season. He looked really good. So it's an interesting trade-off. It's like you add a little bit more physicality. They got uh, more of what they they got more of what they needed. Yes. They they yeah. had I they guess. almost had they almost had an abundance of defensemen that can jump and go. And they had Tanger, they had Marino, they had Matheson. All right, well, we don't need all of those guys, right? Yeah. Like we need we need a little bit of stay at homeness, veteran play. Jeff, P- I love Jeff Petrie. I think everyone's going to be very happy with him as the season goes on. I-, I think this team is legit, man. They really are. If you're the, if you're the Penguins, them. if you're the Penguins, are you even worried about your seeding going into the playoffs, Rupper? Like, like I think it just getting there healthy and with these guys fresh is more important yeah, than fucking anything. I would agree with that. It's, it's, that's the most important thing. I don't think there's a team that is running away with the East that they're like, everyone's trying to avoid. Right. And, uh, yeah. I, you know, so yeah, I, I agree with you that the health is everything. Cause if the health was there last year, they go on. If the health yeah. was, uh, there in the last number of years, I bet you this team does more damage, but, uh, Hey, I was watching, uh, I was trying to see if I saw a replay, uh, when you're talking, Nick, there's a little bit of a scrum, and everyone's kind of dancing around. I, I, you know who I really love? Hit the ad. Vinny Trocheck in New York's been awesome. He's been yeah, he an a, awesome, he was a perfect, awesome. He ad. was a great pickup. Like it's exactly he, what they needed. There's a scrum. Everyone's pushing and shoving. Ryan Lindgren just made one of the like that. That guy's a warrior. This block shot he's had. Scrum in the corner, or there's a scrum in front of the net. And you see two players drifting off to a corner. And I was watching while you're talking, like, who, who's off to the corner? Because it looked like the Ranger player was trying to get the guy to go. They zoom in. Vinny Trocek challenging Matt Barzell to fight very clearly, like, two or three times. And Barzy wasn't going to do it, nor should he probably, right? But yeah, like, he's get his that, ass beat. But I love that. I love that stuff is that, you know, Vinny's coming in there, new team. This is the rivalry, the first game with the Battle of New York. And this Rangers team, like, that's important stuff. Go to the – someone's got to go to that guy. And, and and it can't be, you know, it can't be Ryan Reeves. Like that uh, – no. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to fight you. But have a shorter guy like Matt Barzell that goes in there and it's like, hey, I'm 
I might be just as valuable to my team as you are yours. Let's do this. Let's go. Giving them shots, giving them shots. And, and Barzi didn't take it. I, I love that stuff. And I, I saw him and uh, Zibanejad, uh was that last night, set each other up. They both scored uh, beautiful passing plays. Yeah. Um, I think Rangers fans were a little disappointed with the offseason when they first signed Vinny Trocek because I think they were looking for something bigger and flashier maybe. Yeah. And, and maybe it was too long a term for some of their tastes. But, like, they had a hole at 2C. He's yeah. a great 2C. He's awesome. He's going to fill it, and he's going to do a great job of it, and he's not going to – you're not going to be complaining about Vinny Trocha. No, no, not at you, all. You know He'll do everything I mean? you ask. Yeah, he can do a lot of different things for your club. So it's a great fit, and I'm happy for them. And it was like – I know he was on the Penguins' radar because there was potential, you know, maybe Malkin doesn't come back. They don't get that worked out. It was almost like it was going to be like, okay, well, if Malkin doesn't sign, they're going after Trochek, and I would have – you know, he's not going to give you the offensive production Gino does, but he'll be a little bit better in his own end. Like he'll do, he'll do, he'll bring a different game, but still effective. So yeah. I like what they did. I think he's going to be a great fit there. And I think Rangers fans are going to end up loving him by the time, not even by the time the season's over, like halfway through the season, like earlier than that, even like they're going to love what he brings because it's what they needed. It's, it's a little bit more like he's not the grittiest guy. But it's a little bit more of that, what they've been trying to build, like that yeah. playoff style grit, sandpaper, jam, whatever you want to call it. Jam. Jam. They've been building towards that. You know? They got Ryan Reed, Sammy Blay, Lingren now, Truba. Like they're a physical team. And yeah. Trocek, like I said, like he's not the most. He physical. won't shy away. He, he won't, won't shy, shy away, away from, from shit. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Colorado. Before we get out of here, let's talk about the defending Stanley Cup champions. Uh, are they making it back? Are they? It, I know they they've got some injuries now. We're we're looking at uh, Gabe Landeskog, the captain's out for a significant period of time. The goaltending situation is interesting. Pavel Francouz, uh, Georgiev, like what's going on there? Kale McCarr is an alien. He's out of this world. He's the best defenseman going and. Probably will be for a long time to come. Nate McKinnon is still Nate McKinnon. Uh, Rubber, we saw Erod in the shootout last night, and I know you talked about him a little bit on the network, being able to play from first line to fourth line and kind of fit in anywhere. Um, they've got one of the best defensive cores in the league. Are, are, any reason to worry if you're an Avs fan, or is it just business as usual? It's a long season. They kind of got to figure it out as they go, and they'll be all right. I think the only thing that can derail their season would be if if Kale McCarr got hurt for an extended period, um, and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean Nathan McKinnon isn't important to the team. That would right. hurt them. But like well, we've seen teams like Tampa go an entire season without Kucherov and they were fine. We've seen them go through stretches um, without Stammer and they were fine. Right. They went through the they went through stretches without Braden Point. My point being is that they're they're so well built and they have so many different things going for them that they can they can they can tread water and they can stay good through that time. I think the forward group, if they're only lost one of those guys, they they would be okay for a little while or they'd be all right, be able to win a round or whatever. Kale McCarr is that one that you can't afford to lose. He is the that difference maker. Just like I would say in Tampa, Tampa could never afford to lose. Victor Edmund. Mm -hmm. Like he oh, actually, Andre Vasilevsky, probably even more so. 
Like, right, like that's if you went across every team and you said, What's the one player that you cannot lose? Pittsburgh cannot lose Sid. You can't. You can lose Geno and you might be okay. You can't lose Sid. You, you can't lose Vasilevsky. Kill McCarr is that there. That's my only concern with that team. But I mean, in that in that conference, I mean, who scares you guys if you're a Colorado fan? The only team out there that probably I'm a little bit hesitant on, maybe Calgary. Maybe Calgary would Calgary. be a team that can take you out, but uh, Colorado still, man, they're, they're they're the cream of crop out west. You're telling me the Avs aren't shaking in their boots at the thought of Texas hockey coming into the town? Gumps. <laughs> you're going to take that shit? You already, you already came at me and said some Browns bullshit earlier, so I was coming at you. Oh, no. Oh, he's muted. Oh, no. What is this? Two oh. weeks in a row, this guy's muted. There we go. Rupper. Hey, your Blaze boy explained. Boomer. Your boy Boomer Esiason's at the game, by the way. He's on the screen right now, but go ahead. Oh, I can't I can't believe he has the time. Gotta work so hard. Yeah. He's probably working from the game. Must be. Good for Boomer. Happy for him. Um yeah, way to go, Boomer. You're the man. Uh Rupper, please explain to me on a back to back where you start in Ottawa and you go to Boston. Why you don't start Ottinger in game one? Start in Ottawa and night go off. to Boston. Yes. And you've See, had always, nights off before. There's always that there's always that there's always that like argument on both sides. So you can say, all right, in back to back nights you're talking? Yeah. Yeah. My my only thing here, Rupper, is if you're if you're the Dallas Stars. Where do you think you're more likely to get a win, Ottawa or Boston? You would you would think you would think Ottawa, right? right? You you would think Ottawa, but but here's the thing too. But you got some some people overthink it. Some people say, all right, first game we have our best chance to win. So we, by hearing that, you might say, all right, it's the first game as a group. We should have more energy. We should be we should be good to go. So maybe that's the game to start the backup. Because we're gonna have a better team in front of them. You can you can argue that. I don't agree with that. I think you look at all right. Our best opportunity. Our best. Uh, the hardest team is is Boston. That's generally what coaches will do. I want Otter in that one because that's gonna be the hardest game. This is why it sometimes doesn't work because now you've dropped the first one. Now you're coming with your starter two. against the best team. So now you yeah. might lose two. You know what I mean? So it. It, it's everybody kind of overthinks it. I don't know. I don't know what I think. I, I think it's just like I, I'm starting to get to the point where you got to get your wins when you can get your wins. That's what going, I'm saying, Robert. And if you're like, going against yes. if if you're going against Ottawa and you go with Jake Ottinger and you get yeah. that win, and I'll be and if Jake wasn't overly overly taxied, I'd fucking bring him back for the next game too. Yeah. Be like, hey, and let's then, go in there and get it. If we lose that and then game, if, yeah, it's fine. then you're we're walking one off one. one and one. Yeah. Yes. But now you've I lost agree. two in a row. Like I just, I don't know. I don't think I know the stars started hot, but I don't think like I think they're gonna have to fuck. You're gonna have to get those games to be involved at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I don't think we're a team that's gonna be able to say, oh, uh, just throw a fucking wedgie out there against Ottawa and then. Yeah, we'll beat the Bruins in Boston. Like, I think you have not, not had to. It's the second week of the fucking season, but I think you you should win that game in Ottawa with Otter and Net. Rupper, I know you're points. you're not a goaltender, obviously, 
But how taxing is that to play back-to-back? Because it used to happen all the time. There had to be, was it analytics? What was it that came in that was like, okay, we're not playing guys back-to-back? Because I'm looking at like the Rangers, who Halak has struggled. Uh, you got Shosurkin. He's one of the top two, three best goalies in the league. You ran him last night against Colorado. Uh, you got a short turnaround. You're playing tonight uh, in Long Island. It's not a far trip. Like, is it that crazy to think he could have won again? Is it just like, okay, we're saving him for later in the season? I'm just, I'm with you. Like, you got to get the wins where you can get them. Uh, it's it's an interesting dynamic nowadays that coaches have to decide and deal with these back-to-backs and who's, who goes in that. Weeksy and I always talk about this. And I play with Marty. Marty played over 60 games a year. Yeah. Okay. And he wanted that. So when goaltending coaches would go to a guy, and, and there's certain guys who have that equity to go to and say, or that cachet to be like, Marty, what do you want to do? Where do you want your breaks? Not every not every goalie is going to get that, right? Hanky, we were watching on TNT right now. He he would get that. Hank, what do you want to do here? And and at some point, if he's just saying, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go, at some point you're going to have to make a decision for him because you're going to have to get him some kind of rest. But I, I'm 100% with you. You got a guy, especially when that player is young. Like – if you got a young goaltender, young stud, fucking ride him. It's it honestly, it's not much. I almost view it as like not much different than it's treated completely different. But in the NFL, you get a you get a back, you ride that back. <laughs> These guys yeah. get ridden hard. You yeah. get that you get give them twenty five carries, man. Let's go, let's ride this thing. That's what I think you should do with a goaltender. I, I, that's how I feel. When the goalie gets old, if you're going to still hitch to an older goalie, that's maybe where you need to manage it. But I agree with you, man. I don't. I'm sitting there thinking to myself nowadays, and especially with travel. Travel may be the one thing, but you're right with the with the Rangers. Coming to think of it, they played at MSG last night. They slept in their own beds. Okay, they they they're waking up. They're they're probably taking a. a Why well, I know what they do. They take car services over to to UBS and they play in this game. So it's like you're not you're not traveling. You're not getting in late. You're they, not. Hey, like, they don't. Even, they not travel as a team for that short a trip. That they just get a couple cars and the Rangers are sick in this. So um, so I was living in North Jersey when I played for the Rangers, and I was the only guy in North Jersey over in Westchester. Kind of right across the river from me was like two guys, and most of the rest of the team was down in in Manhattan. It switched now; almost the entire team is up in Westchester. I don't think really anybody's down in Manhattan now. And so, anyways, um, so what ended up happening is like they would sit there, and, and this is the when you're playing in New York, it was it was sick because you you come back even on a road trip. So say you finished you finished a road trip, you're coming back in. Uh, oh Jesus, what just happened? <laughs> So, anyways, uh, you'd come back home. You'd come back home, and it was just like they would have the car services are all sitting there. So, if you had a game, let's say, for example, uh, we're playing the Islanders or we're playing the Devils, um, they, what time do you want your car to pick you up? And the car would be waiting for you, take you to the Prudential Center, or take you at that time, Nassau Coliseum. And then after the game, your car would be waiting, and the car would take you home, right? And uh, so it was great because then even on flights home, you'd fly into like the the White Plains Airport up there and they'd have car services waiting. So that that gave you and and honestly, I'm not saying this because it's not, you know, we didn't sit there and just get shit faced after every day. No, that way. But it it 
the season feels much less of a drag mentally when you have some beers with the boys after games. Yeah. And I don't want to worry about drinking the beers, hopping in the car and driving, you know, yeah. 45 minutes home. So the car service is there. Maybe this allows me to have a couple more beers, relax, get a good night's sleep, get ready to go again. Uh, so that's how they handle it. So, yeah, these guys will not travel together to the game against the Islanders. They would all take car services. That's fascinating. That's uh, what, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. No, go ahead. That's what Stuart Skinner was saying when they interviewed him before the game because this is the Oilers' first road game. He said a lot. There's they're happy to get out on the road because a lot of them haven't really hung out or went for yeah. dinner or anything like that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 something like even I just think of what what teams had to deal with with COVID and shit. You know what I mean? Like if you you remember like uh, oh I guess his his name officially is now Ilya Samsonov because he doesn't want to be Samsonov, which Smart. we were in, which we were instructed to call him the first couple of years. But anyways, um, <laughs> so he, he's, he's, I remember that change. I was like, what the yeah, fuck? He's Elias Samsonov now. Um, so whatever. Anyways, uh, he, um, he was the one that got busted during COVID because he was, he was sneaking off, like in hanging out in other guys' rooms, playing Xbox or doing whatever they're doing. And they, they suspended him because he was breaking protocol, but yeah, you got to hang out. That's part of this process, man. You got to hang out with the boys. So Edmonton needs to get going on the road go out, have some beers, hanging out, go to dinner. I mean, that's how teams come together early stages of the season. Uh, what kind of cars are we talking? Lincoln Town cars? Yeah. Civics? No, no, like more like uh, – Stretch back. Or your gear back, climbing yeah, the Yeah, no, you have – yeah, no, more like more like <laughs> Tahoe's, Tahoe's, Escalades, Aviators or Navigators, whatever. One per, one per player, everybody got their own car? Yeah, uh, some yeah. of the guys in the city would live in the same building, so those guys would all go together. And that's so. that's a nice setup. So, like, when you were in uh, Jersey or Pittsburgh, you were driving yourself to the airport. Is that how it worked? Yeah, yeah. Drive our that drive is that is a nice feature. That's one of those things where you're in a big market. Uh, you got an ownership that can. That's not a uh, that's not a circumvention of the salary cap, but that's a nice added perk that some of these bigger market teams can offer if they so choose. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is. Uh, um, th that's the one thing, and I'll, I'll leave it at this. Like when I became a free agent, uh, my agent uh, at the time, Alan Walsh said to me, he goes, there's a couple teams, just so you know, I, it just it might not mean much to you, but I'm going to tell all my clients this. Some guys, some guys say to you, say to him or say to an agent, I don't care. Just get me the most money wherever it's at. Some guys say, I want to go to a contender. So if it's a team that's not a contender, here's the ones I don't think are contenders. I don't want to, I don't want them at all. There and there's some teams that like those things come into play. The, the the concierge, the 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 extras, right? The the things that they provide. And during those times in like the, you know, 2010 through 20, probably, I mean, still probably happens now, but during that, that stretch uh, from like 2010 to 2015 or whatever, it was like the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, the New York Rangers and Pittsburgh Penguins were like the three teams that like, they treat you right. Right. And it goes a long way. And it does, man. Like, it goes a long way when when teams are not stingy on things, right? Like mm -hmm. I played for teams, and I'll leave in one name. I played for teams at the end of the season. They wouldn't even let me bring your fucking hockey bag home with your gear. 
your my hockey my <laughs> hockey equipment would be in a hefty bag. I'm not kidding you. In a hefty bag. Well, that we was would New all, Jersey or Arizona. We won't name we, any names. We would all we would all leave with hefty bags. <laughs> but then, meanwhile, meanwhile, like I, this is Dana Heinze who just retired. One yeah, of the shout out Dana Heinze. Shout out to Dana Heinze, the best guy uh, equipment guy in the league. Um, he was in Pittsburgh, and Dana would sit there where I leave passes for some people. Right? Sometimes they were friends. Sometimes they were family. Sometimes it was an acquaintance. Sometimes it was, I don't even know these people oh, yeah. really, but I was just like, you know, I was trying to be nice and I give them passes. I'll show you the room after the game. I'd bring people down to the room, give them a tour of the locker room. And Dana would come walking out with a duffel bag full of shirts, hats, penguins gear, just handing them to people. And I look at them and I'd be like, like, go like this, like, dude, I don't even know these fucking people, man. Like, don't wait. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, you don't have to, like, do it out here. Like, let me, let me, I'll ask you if we could need to do something. Like, they, there's just some organizations that just, they treat it like you're in the National League, man. And, and, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of perks, uh, with certain teams. That's good to hear because you always assume those kind of things, but you never really know and you never know who's who. You have ideas, obviously, but I mean, we talked about earlier tonight, Arizona, and I'm not trying to pile on and bash them even more, but like you look at those facilities, like how are you supposed to attract the free agent to that? How are you supposed to get guys to want to sign extensions there? It's, it's brutal and it's tough. So it's nice to know that uh, you guys are getting taken care of uh, with certain situations in certain places. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are, those are some of the perks and Hey, it's not all, you know, these are things that are, it's they, the things that teams do and that they understand, especially I think every team does that for the most part, they take every excuse out of the book. We're going to provide a chef for breakfast. So you guys eat the right thing. We are going to, uh, for the Rangers also home games, uh, since all the guys are living up in Westchester, we'll give you we're going to give you a hotel room. So in the you know early stages or you know late morning or if you're going to pregame skate, you can go check into a hotel, sleep in hotels. We don't want you dealing with New York City traffic coming to the game, right? So you'll stay That's right nice. across the street from MSG. Uh, you try to take care of these things post game, give you good food because they don't want any excuses. So yep. at the end of the day, when it's like. Hey, why aren't you performing? We've taken care of our end. Why aren't you taking care of yours? I like that. I respect that. Absolutely. Yeah. Gump, maybe, you know, maybe Texas hockey starts picking that up a little bit. You know, maybe a couple tickets, a couple tickets to the rodeo, take care of the boys, get them going. Uh-huh. Hey, I had today, today I texted my, uh, my guy with the stars and I said, Hey, um, cause he mentioned to me last year. I mentioned it to you guys last year when we, yeah. When we had um, who do we have on last? Oh, we had Bones on. Bones on last year, and he said to me, "He goes, hey, uh, Pabs, Pabs would love to do your show. Like he would do that for sure. He's a big whiskey guy. Oh, yeah. He sees you guys. You know, I see you guys drink whiskey. He loves to shoot the shit like this. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? We love to have Pabs. So I reached out to him today, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, what's uh, let's see if we can get Pabs on one of the next five, uh, one of the next few uh, Wednesdays, or whatever. And I get this response back. This is just me. Like, I just, some things just, I miss some things, man. He goes, Oh, I don't work for the stars anymore. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry, man. What, what's up? What's good? I'm the assistant GM. I'm the assistant GM in San Jose now. I'm like, I should fucking know this. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like, do I transition that to like, 
<laughs> All right, cool. Well, so what about did. Tomas Hurdle? Yeah. yeah, Eric Carlson, maybe. Let's yeah, go. maybe Eric Carlson. So, uh, my boy, my boy Tom Holy, uh, he's awesome, awesome dude. He's, what a he, jump for him! Yeah, Christ. it's good for him, man. Uh, yeah. He's there. I think Mike Greer brought him along, as we said. But we're gonna work on pavs. But hey, maybe I'll find. Uh, maybe Tom will, will hook us up with uh, one of the sharkies there. We'll see. Absolutely love to have pavs on. I know Gumpy would be ecstatic as well. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm all for some sharks. Let's get some West Coast hockey in here because. I say it all the time. Eat big East Coast buy a show because yeah, like, like sleeping. Yeah, no, that's true, man. <laughs> yeah, we got some good some good things going on in the West. We'll get some uh, some West Coast influence. Hey, last thing I want to no, tag. And this Oilers is are playing good hockey, man. Yeah, they are. They are, and the, one of the teams that's not that that uh, no one's talking about. Your your Coovers have run quite the screen for another team that I picked to do really well this year that kind of look like shit. And that's the Nashville Predators. Yeah. You know, Nino. <laughs> we just had Nino yeah, on. Thank, Nino. thank God. Thank they God we got thank God game. we got Nino on because I don't think any of their guys are gonna want to do shit for a while until they start winning. <laughs> if it wasn't for how bad Vancouver has been, I think this hockey world would be talking about how bad Nashville has been as of late. They to add on to that good. uh Minnesota as well. Minnesota has yeah, been so bad. Minnesota I think it's kind of shielding bad. Nashville as well. Yes. Uh, Nashville feels like a team where at some point they'll just rip off like an eight or nine, ten game win streak. They should. Catch up. Yeah, they, they should, man. That's a good team, a well-built team. I, I don't think it's going to keep going like that, but that – this is a this is a mean league, man. No forgiveness. Let's see. You, you dig a hole, let's you're done. The, let's see the Cougars get to 0 and 10 at this point. We've come this far. Let's get <laughs> let's get to 0 and 10, lads. Let's fucking uh, let's really burn this thing. Hey, down. Gums, <laughs> literally, literally, you might see flames across the river. Stay on this side, please. Stay safe, man. <laughs> Dude. Uh, every team I fucking bet on last year who made me money is fucking dog shit right now. Florida stinks. Tampa looks like shh. What happened to Tampa in LA? The Kings are good, huh? Kings are looking good. Yeah, Kings are looking yeah. really good. I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't mind seeing them kind of. They can they can get it going and, and surprise surprise some folks too, man. Pesky. They don't worry about Tampa yet, or do we get a pass? They get a pass for a bit. I'm yeah, I'm concerned. not. I'm not overly concerned with them. I think that there's yeah. just too much talent there. Well, they'll figure it out. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I agree. To be honest, on that note, let them figure it out, and uh, they, it's going to take a little time. Probably they played a lot of hockey, a lot of hockey the past couple of years. Got to get some guys healthy, get Chernak and Sorelli back. I think they'll be in good shape. Uh, on that note, I think it's about that time. Uh, I think we all uh, would want to drift off and catch uh, the rest of some of these games. I know we got some good third periods coming up and ongoing here, and then we got a late game. So, uh, Rupper, we appreciate you as always. Incredible booking once again. Uh, an honor to chat with the uh, the legend of the airwaves, Steve Coolius and uh, Gumpy. Got to get you back here soon, man. We miss you, brother. Uh, everybody in the That's office has been talking world. about you lately. Everybody online. I know it's a, it's all hashtag free yump. Everybody wants to see the lad come back to the states. So we're trying, dude. We're doing our fucking best. There's some things that are just uh, out of our control, unfortunately. Don't I know it? 
Yeah. Don't I know it. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat for rocking along with us. We appreciate you as always. Uh, if you're just listening to this as a podcast, what are you doing? Join us live every Wednesday night, kicking it off at 8 p.m. Go until whatever we see fit, having a couple drinks, having a good time talking hockey. Uh, and that's Hockey Talk. 